Welcome to the New York State Bar Association's Miranda Warnings. For all things legal and some that aren't, I'm Dave Miranda, past president of the New York State Bar Association and partner at the intellectual property law firm of Hesslin, Rothenberg, Farley, and Mercedes. Welcome to the Miranda Warnings Holiday Spectacular. This holiday podcast is a cherished tradition dating back to early this morning. Our special guest today is the spectacular, vivacious, effervescent Cindy Miller, who was a real-life Radio City Music Hall Rockette from 1971 to 1992. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for being on the Miranda Warnings Holiday Spectacular. I'm very excited to have you. We're going to talk about Radio City Music Hall and your life as a Rockette, and also talk about some holiday issues that... uh, all of us uh, are involved in. We're hoping that you'll give our ratings a kick. <laughs> We're going to get some straight talk from Cindy today. She promised not to dance around the issues. <laughs> okay, David. <laughs> um, and I'm getting a little tapped out with my dancing puns. So, Cindy, yes, David. tell us how you became a Radio City Music Hall Rockette. Well, uh, I started dancing maybe in second grade and that was my passion I found out so when we were about 16 17 in my dancing school class our teacher said would any of you like to go over and audition for the Rockettes we all went oh okay and we wrote our little letters we sent them in we got a date so we took the bus in there was about nine of us We were all separated during the day. And uh, so I was up there with this whole bunch of other people. And um, I was called. You have to do the kicks first, because if you don't pass the kicks, you can't be a rocket. And then you have to do tap and a little bit of ballet. And then you have to do this little dance number. And I was watching everybody before me give the piano player a music that they brought with them. I didn't have any music. And I went, oh my God, well, this is it. I'm not gonna pass this audition. So when it came to do that part, I went over to the piano player and I said, could you please just play an upbeat song? And I figured there's eight counts, I'll be able to do it. And so I did, I did it. And then we sat back down and then they call you up one at a time and I went up and they said, you passed the audition. So then I figured everybody in my class did because I've been dancing with these girls like my whole life. And I went downstairs in the green room. We all met. Nobody passed except me. So I said, I didn't either. I felt really badly. Took the bus home, got home. Now I couldn't wait to tell somebody. I thought, oh, my God, I must be good. No one was there except the dog. Told the dog. And then my mother and father came in, and she said, oh, my God, oh, that's great. So when do you start? I said, I don't know. Well, how much do you make? Oh, I don't know. Well, well, what, do you know anything? And I said, no. All I know is I'm a rocket. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. So then you were in? That was, it wasn't well, like no, a second seating at a callback? Yeah, no, I was only a... No background check? You start off as a summer rocket. You're not a permanent one. The girls go on vacation and you just come in and replace summer them. Rockets summer rockets and summer nuts, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, summer nuts. <laughs> but... Um, I did not start. I was only a junior in high school. And I did not start. They didn't have room for me. 
And then I thought, oh, when I graduated, I thought, oh, oh no, now I really, I really want to do this. So I wrote my letter again. They gave me a private audition. And this time I auditioned by myself in front of uh, Russell Mark Kurt, who was the person who formed the Rockettes. He made the Rockettes. And um, he retired that year that I started, so I never worked with him. But I was the because last. Right? He, <laughs> yeah, right. This is the best. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I got the I got the last best girl. <laughs> and he was uh, he was great. He was great and he he loved me. So he said, "Yeah, you're hired." So yeah, so you got hired as a rocket. You mm-hmm. started in uh, full-time in 1971? Well, right? summer replacement. Okay. And then Then you have to pray at the end of the summer if there's an opening that you could, you know, and you spent Join. your you spent your entire career there through spent my entire career. So one there. audition and one aud- you got <laughs> yes. twenty plus you got a whole career out of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so during your time and then you actually became a full time rocket. Yeah. And you appeared in the Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular, uh, yes. which is also good. Uh, right? That's yes. a spectacular thing to do. <laughs> and so you appeared with uh, with the camels, right? The camels on stage? The camels, right. the sheep. Right. And my, the donkeys. My understanding is that it's very difficult to find camels that are good dancers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that tryout process is like, but I'm sure with, you know, training and a good diet. And it just made me snort. So that's nice. <laughs> So what was it like to work with camels and sheep? Well, actually, I had to. I was a, a sheep herder. As mm. I, we did the nativity and we do the is that prestigious march. Of, <laughs> <not> really. <laughs> and uh, they used to just do their business as they <laughs> walked across the stage. So you would see the line of you know the shepherds and everybody else who's in it just curving around the little. We call them M and M's. Right. Going across the stage and forget about the uh, forget about the camel, you know what? Right. So yeah, it was it was fun. So I'm sure you had I'm sure there was staff there to help clean up, right? And oh yeah, it's a difficult job, but you know <laughs> they're in show it. business, so <laughs> that's the best part of show business. <laughs> and so one of the most uh, prominent things in the Radio City Music Hall. Uh, Christmas spectacular is the March of the Wooden Soldiers. Yes, it is dance, right? And uh, tell me about that. Tell me how you trained for that, and and the the, the big climax where you all tip right. over. That's also uh, Russell Mark Kurt's choreography, and he we they've been doing that since 1933, and it is it's it's fabulous actually. Um, rehearsals is a little bit scary when you're a beginner rockette and they take you out of the line and show you how to do it. And it's just like, it's like dominoes. You know, you have to, it's one girl at a time. You have to slip your arms under the girl in front of you, kind of guide her back. And then you just go with the fall. And sometimes it gets really fast. And one day it got really fast on stage and I, my nose got hit so hard, I really thought it was broken. But it wasn't, but it was pretty swollen. So. Now, who catches the last girl? There's a big pillow at the end. Oh, right. Okay. There you go. That's a right. very good question. Yeah. And there's also big a stagehand there that's, you know, in case she misses the pillow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. 
Well, it's always good to have the pillow on stage, yes. right? It's always, yes. It's always good when you're a dancer to have something to fall back <laughs> something on, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the Christmas spectacular was always spectacular, right? Every year that was yes. the main thing. And the, the difference is now that w- when you were doing it, the you would perform throughout the year. Right? Yes. And, yes. And now it's mostly focused on the cr- Christmas it's just, spectacular. Yeah, it's right? Christmas show, and then a couple years ago they started. They tried to do a summer show, and I I think that it's still going to happen. So that's really good for the girls because working once out of the year is not great. And so this was a full time round the year job for you. Round the year, it was it was uh, movies were back then. So you did a stage show and a movie. So the movie played three times, and we did four stage shows. They ran about 45 minutes, and and it, it was all year round. And I don't think that I would have ever been in show business be, it, for this one audition that I did and ended up doing everything, but it was, I'm not like cutthroat, you know, get to the front of the line, do, you know, do whatever I can to be a star. We're all family there. And there's no there's no competition, so we're all the same, and it was just it was it was great because and every time a movie changed the show changed, so you could do a show for like four weeks, three weeks, or if it was a bad movie, two weeks, and so that kept it fresh for me because I would get bored if I was doing a Broadway show, you know, same show, six months to a year, and it was always fresh and it was it was just fun, right, and, and you know. A lot of girls used it as a stepping stone to get to Broadway, but I I just love the variety of it. And so when you would have uh, new movies come in, sometimes the stars would come in too, right? So you yes, had some would. celebrity yeah. encounters. Yes, right? everything premiered there. So the uh, the Sunshine Boys was opening. So that's that was Walter Matthau and George Burns, and they came. And they chose a few girls. I was one of them to uh there's three there's three elevators on the stage and they move up and down and we all they they brought one elevator down to basement and we loaded on there with uh george burns and walter matthau and i was standing next to walter matthau and i noticed that he had a cast on his thumb so i said to him i said wow i said what what happened and he said he made a face and then he said (laughs) He pulled it off, and he said, not really anything. I don't like signing autographs. And I thought, that was such a Walter Matthau thing. And very nice, actually, that he didn't have to say, you know. I don't know. So Walter Matthau had a fake cast on his thumb that he he, when he went out in public. He so did. That's yep. really. Yep. Who would have thought that Walter Matthau was a little <laughs> grumpy, right? <laughs> who would have thought? So you also you uh, worked with Ginger Rogers? I did. And so tell us about that. We were doing the Night of 100 Stars, which ended up to be like more than 100 stars. So, I mean, everybody was there. And we were. That's catchy. That's catchy. Night is more than 100 stars. It's a little vague. Yeah, that's You can't do that. So, you have to say a Night of 100 Stars. And we were uh, rehearsing the finale number on stage. And I was next to Ginger Rogers in the back, all the way in the back. And then we got a five minute break, and she said to me, Honey, did you get that step? I said, yes, I did. I did. So she said, oh, can you show me? I said, okay, okay. So I showed her the step. And then, you know, we finished the rehearsal. And I went upstairs to the dressing room. And I sat down and I went, 
oh my, oh my God, I just taught Ginger Rogers a tap step. How great is that? So essentially she owes it all to you. Essentially right? the rest of her career she owes to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you also, or the, you and the Rockettes were involved in some famous commercials. Yeah, back uh, mm-hmm. back in the day when that was a very right. prominent uh, uh, endorsement to get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you did commercials for legs. Yes, we right? did legs. Yes, we what? did legs pantyhose. Pantyhose. Um, that's you know the that's the pantyhose of Miranda warnings as well. There, yes, there we yes. go. So and so you were in that commercial. What they have you uh, dancing? Um, they. They actually, it wasn't uh, the, we weren't dancing. We did a, um, they took photos of us. They were coming out with um, colored legs of pantyhose, you know, red, blue, whatever, you know. So I was in that, but then they, we did the, um, we had an audition because they wanted somebody to sing the line. So a couple of us auditioned and I got it. And <laughs> So that's the, the. So you sang the line for the yes. Legs commercial from this was in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. Late seventies, yeah. very famous. Um, very famous. So could you uh, could you sing it for us here on Miranda Warnings? Okay, here it goes. Okay. Nothing beats a great pair of legs. That's great. There we go. That brings me back. <laughs> that brings me back. That's wonderful. It was fun. And. Yeah, you also participated in uh, trying to preserve Radio City Music Hall yeah. while you were a Rockette. There was some, uh, I guess, m- movement to perhaps replace it or tear it down. And obviously, it's a it's a fabulous institution, yeah. historic and it's beautiful, the, right. and uh, don't make them like that anymore. And so, tell us about the historic preservation aspect of of what you did at Radio City Music Hall. Well, the the problem was um, it's a family theater, and uh, in the seventies they they couldn't find the family movies anymore. They were they were you know getting not very good, <laughs> and so they were going to tear it down. Right. They so were the just, movie industry was really changing. The movie so you wouldn't industry, have right. like these Sunshine Boys yes. type movies right. anymore. You right. have like or Star kids Wars movies or, or something right. like yeah. that. They were violent. They started right. to get violent. So um, they were going to tear it down. Let me ask you this: Did you ever have a did you did you have Star Wars premiere at Radio City no. Musical? You didn't do like a you know Return of the Jedi no. theme. No. <laughs> okay. No. Right. No. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we formed a group and we went out and uh, petitioned and got them signed by a lot of people and that was that was we would stand out in front of radio city music hall and people would walk by you know when you're walking by in new york city and somebody says can you sign this and you just keep walking and then we'd say that and then we'd go for the rockettes and they turn around oh yeah yeah of course are you one would yes you, we are you wouldn't be in costume no okay. no and um so they would sign and we got it all signed and uh we tried to make it a landmark and they wouldn't landmark the outside of the theater, but they would landmark the inside. Good enough for us. Marianne Krupsek helped us mm. a lot. Lieutenant Governor yes. at the time. Yes. yes. And there's a, there's a photo of us all in front of, of, 
of downtown in front of the courts with her doing a lineup, you know, okay. that we saved the musical. And we did. So, yeah. So now the inside of the Radio City Music mm-hmm. Hall is a historic Landmark. Uh, landmark that must be preserved and, yep. and can't be taken down. And of course, actually, the outside is really quite magnificent as yeah, well. And, it is. And uh, that's been preserved as well. Yes, right. they haven't changed it. So, Cindy, it was a must have been just a fabulous career. Tell us something that about being a, a, a Rockette that you just wouldn't think um, was part of the job. Something that, you know, was a surprise to you. Um, either an experience or part of the job that you did not expect as a dancer? Um, a big part was, for me, when I got there, there was nobody to put my makeup on. And I mm. thought, well, I don't know how to put the stage makeup on. And the girls would help you. I would think that because... You know, one of the things about being a rockette is that it's all uniform. Yes. And you're all about the same, you know, height within a few inches, um, that the look would be something that would be tightly controlled. Yeah, you would think. And you would think that, yeah, well, you know, the weight was controlled. You had to, you had to be the right weight. I mean, you would get a warning if you were, you know, getting up there. And the height is from 5'9 five, to 5'5, five, five, can mm. you believe so it starts, you know, in the center and it goes down, which gives the illusion of everybody the same height. Hmm. And they're not just throw up kicks, they're eye high kicks. Yeah, all these yeah, all these things that I did, didn't know. They're eye high kicks or knee high kicks, you know, and it it's precision. I mean, it's really and it takes a long time. You need a lot of practice and you need to work together for a long time. New girl comes in, she's not in line right away. And there's also no touching. The hands are behind the back in the lineup. You cannot touch the girl. Hmm. And so you're really kicking on your own. And that, that's hard. Uh, that surprised me. And also what surprised me, uh, my first show, I, I, I got a little cocky, you know? I was like, oh, I, I, I have this. And we, we did scenes. No one else knew that, and the audience didn't know that the Rockettes were throughout the whole show in different scenes. And this was a, a scene called By the Sea, and we were dressed in these old-fashioned bathing suits. And we would just come on for a few seconds, uh, start on stage right, exit stage left, and then the principal singers were out front, like four of them. Well, I was upstairs in the dressing room, and I was just yakking away. And all of a sudden, over the PA, I heard the song, By the Sea, By the Sea, and I went, oh my God, I'm supposed to be down there. Ran down the stairs, four flights. They already crossed. I didn't know how to get across, and I had to re-enter. So the principal singers are out there singing, and I went across the stage behind them, just doing like shuffle off to Buffalo, (laughs) and it's a long stage. And the stage manager was on the other side with this look like he was going to kill me and fire me. And I got back there, and I had to re-enter and went, uh, bye, and I went back on. And he got me later, and he said, what were you doing? I said, well... I missed the cue. He said, I know that. So he said, uh, he said, don't you know about the scrim? I didn't know anything about a scrim. Nothing. What is a scrim? A scrim is this big white screen in the back, in the back of the stage where you can't see through it. So mm. there's this little space behind it that you could cross the stage oh, okay. and no one yeah. will see it. Perfect. You know, they show movies on it. They'll show, right. you know. And I said, well, thank you. <laughs> he said, but don't let it happen again. 
Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Always look for the scrim. <laughs> Always look for the scrim. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And you had a wonderful uh, career. And, yes, uh, yes. And uh, you still keep in touch with all your... Oh, we have a Rocket Rocket alumni. Yeah. Yeah. I was president of that for a few years. And it's fun. We do charities. We do dancing. They're called... There's there's 12 of us. They're called the Breathless 12. And we may do a routine for you know a charity event. It's fun. So you still dance? It's fun. Every once in a while. <laughs> okay. So, Cindy, it's really uh, just a tremendous treat to have you uh, on Miranda Warning's Holiday Spectacular. And we have our first uh, advertisement here on Miranda Warnings because the New York State Bar Association has a member discount for... Uh, the Radio City Music Hall. So if you're a Great. member of the Bar Association, you can go on to nysba.org slash member benefits and get a discount to go see, to go to Radio City Music Hall. And we have discounts for other uh, uh, spectacular items in New York City, the Jets, the Giants, the Mets, the Yankees, Great. but specifically Radio City Music Hall. And this is the perfect time of year for that. <laughs> we have uh, another uh, sponsor today, uh, that I'm going to read their ad. So um, this sponsor's ad is, um, has your attorney lost their license due to a plea agreement with Robert Mueller? If so, call the New York State Bar Association's Lawyer Referral Service. All our attorneys are licensed and ready to serve. So this is a big day for Miranda Warnings. Two sponsors. So since it's the holidays, I have a couple of holiday questions for you, Cindy. Okay. Um, we are, you know, we're in the middle of, uh, you, know, ho- you know, a variety of holidays, including Christmas. And uh, I have a question for you. Who is your favorite member of the Claus family? Would it be Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, <laughs> or Emoluments Claus? <laughs> Which is your favorite? I would say none of those. I would say the elves. <laughs> the elves. Okay, good for you. Very politically correct answer. So the other thing about the holidays is, you know, sometimes it can be intimidating. And I've just received uh, an anonymous note. Um, and I'm a little concerned about it. And I just want to share it with you. Maybe you can tell me if maybe I'm overreacting uh, or if this is a real problem that I should deal with. So here's a note I got. It says this, um, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Sounds mm. threatening. Does sound Don't threatening. So yes, it does. it's really put a pall on the on the whole holidays for me because I'm worried about this well, whole thing. Don't worry about it. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so I have another question for you. So let's you're invited to you're invited to a holiday party, okay. let's say. And the invitation says that the attire is Christmas casual. What does that mean? Christmas casual? Christmas casual. What do you wear? Pajamas? What is that? What is <laughs> Christmas casual? Yes. I don't know what that is. Maybe you wear a Santa hat and that's Maybe. it? Okay, that's it? I don't, well, clothes. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, Christmas colors, I don't know. So I have another kind of holiday conundrum for you. Is it ever is it ever appropriate to re-gift a gift? Yes. It is. Okay. I think it's very appropriate. In what instances is it appropriate to re-gift? 
well, a gift that you don't like and you want to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> fruitcake. A fruitcake's okay. Everybody always gets rid of fruitcakes. <laughs> um, no, regifting is good. I mean, why let a gift go to waste? If you know somebody would like the gift, you didn't like the gift, so you, you regift it. How important is it to make sure that you take the gift card out of whatever bag? Really important. <laughs> really important. <laughs> Let me ask you this. And do you bring a dish to a party, holiday party, just sits there, nobody eats it. Is it, is it okay to take the dish back home? Don't you hate that, though? Uh, no. You can't gotta take it. You gotta, you gotta leave, leave it. it. I tell you what I do hate is someone brings a dish and then... They say, I need you to clean that dish and then return it to me. If you're going to give me a gift, that's it. You're not getting up and don't make me do more work. That is true. Please. That happens. I'm not cleaning out that casserole dish. You bring the gift. You bring it in a, in a, in a throwaway. A boy, right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Something. Don't give me anything porcelain. No. So any other mm-hmm. holiday issues that concern you, Cindy? You know what? <laughs> There's a thing called the practical gift, which I don't think you should ever give. Hmm. Like a husband giving a wife a new vacuum. Mm. Not good. Yeah. Not good. That sucks. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> so. All right. That's one of those things. All right. I, 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 I hope people are listening. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah, the best gift is a gift that the person would really like but wouldn't buy for themselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Not a vacuum. No, no, not personal at all. So on Miranda Warnings, we have a feature called Movie, Book, or Music, where we talk about anything, really, any performance that you like. Now, we already talked talked about the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes, Mm -hmm. uh, but is there a favorite holiday uh, movie, book, or music that uh, means something to you? Movie. Movie. It's a Wonderful Life. So, I love that movie, and I cry every year. It's a, and I see it every year. And what in in between you forget, right? You forget what happened. No, I no, never I forget. Know it's touching, it's touching. <laughs> it's very touching. Yeah. And I also, I also uh, love actually. It's also another movie I watch every year. Is that a holiday movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So you haven't seen that? <laughs> I think I did. I don't know. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it's a wonderful life. Is a. Just a great holiday movie. It gives you that warmth, creeps movie. up on you. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's a little slow and silly, but it's really quite moving. And it there's is. a lot going on in that movie. I took a film class, and one of the movies we analyzed was It's a Wonderful Life. Really? And there's a lot of subtle um, symbolism that's in that movie that Frank Capra uh, yes, put in. Yes, did. So uh, it's really it's one of those movies that stays with you. Yep. The, uh, it's a wonderful life and it's been a wonderful podcast with thank Cindy you. Miller thank you very much thank for being you, on the Miranda Warnings Holiday Spectacular Happy Holidays everyone This has been the New York State Bar Association's Miranda Warnings for all things legal and some that aren't <laughs>